Now it's time for the Disney View podcast. Please move across your car to make room for everyone. Our podcast will begin momentarily. Join Dave as he makes his grand circle tour around the Walt Disney World Resort. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer who enjoys the magic and wonder of it all, but understands Disney's place in history and respects the legacy that's been left. Come along and hear Dave's thoughts about Walt Disney World and see it through Dave's eyes. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. And now, here's your host. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. So you may have noticed in the title that I've titled it A Pause in My Podcast. And again, I'm going to take a little break. About nine months ago, when the theme parks were closed worldwide, the pandemic was really getting started and we were getting to understand it. And there was a political atmosphere that was kind of crazy. It felt like it was time to just take a break and walk away for a while. So I did. For a couple of months, I just kind of took that step back, thought about my podcast, what I wanted to do. And it was nice to just not be involved in this. Look, I love doing a podcast. I love talking, as you may have guessed. So it's kind of fun to sit here and talk about things and have a little fun with it. But it just kind of reached a point where it was like, I can't continue to talk about these things. It just didn't feel right. So I took that break. And when I came back, I felt sort of renewed and refreshed and decided to talk about Disney in kind of two ways. So it was like every other podcast or so. One would be about a historical thing at Disney, and then the next would be about current events and or maybe be be a little speculative about what Disney was going to do. And it was kind of fun. I enjoyed doing that. That was sort of a fun way to look at everything that was going on and find a way to approach it that worked for me. And that was good. You know, I liked it. And then more recently, in the last few weeks or so, things have changed for me. And it's, it has to do with, um, you know, a lot of things that are happening still in the world with the pandemic and some with Disney and maybe a little more personal to me um, with things that have happened related, sort of related, sort of unrelated to the pandemic. So let me give you sort of my, my couple of reasons why I want to put a pause in here. And the first has to do with Disney. While it's fun to be speculative and talk about what Disney's going to do or might do or could do about their um, global businesses, whether it's the the um, sports and entertainment business, whether it's the movie business, or whether it's the theme parks. We really don't know. I mean, we can guess all we want about whether they're going to bring back annual passes or whether they're going to uh, have um, the park hopper come back or whether they're going to have any sort of um, uh, uh, Fast Pass Plus come back or whatever. But we don't know. We, we're only guessing, you know, and it's it's fun to guess. I'm not going to lie. It is kind of fun to guess. But there comes a point where it's kind of like, it seems moot because Disney's going to do what's in their financial best interest and that's it. You know, they want to have some, the guest experience be good. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to try and balance that against making money. So if it makes them more money to do one thing versus another, they're going to do that. And we have no say in it, as we've learned over the years, when we talk about something they're closing and we don't want them to close, or we talk about something that we'd like, we'd like them to keep in some way or renew in some way, and they don't. They don't really listen to us. I mean, they sort of listen and try to accommodate us to a point, but they don't listen when it comes to that bottom line. Look, I can make more money having this attraction instead of that attraction. I'm going to do that. So Disney is evolving and doing their own thing, and whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, doesn't really matter. They're doing it. And to continue to speculate about it just feels weird to me at this point. Yeah, maybe I'll come back and feel differently about it later, but for the moment, given everything else, it just doesn't feel right. So the second thing has to do with the pandemic itself. And 
you know, this has become, it's like for most of us, like for many of us, it's become kind of personal. I, I've known some people who have gotten sick and died from it, and it affects you. And then I've known people who have died from other things not related to COVID, but sort of that being housebound and being lonely and, you know, doing things that are out, kind of out of your normal social schedule causes people to have other pains and things, and they don't go see the doctor when they should and those kinds of things. So I've known other people who have passed away for other reasons, but, you know, it's sort of abstractly about COVID, but not really, right? It's, it's, it's not directly related to they weren't sick and didn't die from that, but sort of in an indirect sort of sense, they did in a way. So it's kind of weird, you know, that, that affects me personally. And it, you know, it hurts, you know, when I think about it and people still say it's a hoax or they don't believe it or whatever, I'm here to tell you that it's true. And so it's kind of a weird thing. And on that same topic, so there was a discussion that came out. It was a news nugget that came out a, a couple of days ago. And it was basically that, you know, Florida was, uh, the federal government was mulling a sort of a travel ban to and from Florida um, on public transportation. And the context got completely lost. It just came out as that headline. So the governor of Florida reacted to the headline without understanding the context. And it just got kind of, went kind of sideways. I, I can't even explain my feeling about that because it just kind of went in a weird place that I can't really understand. I live in Florida. Florida is a hotbed for the um, UK variant of the COVID-19. And no one is absolutely... 100% sure that the vaccines that are being administered will work against this UK variant. It's a mutation of the virus, and nobody's sure whether it'll work at the same 95%, 90-95% that the uh, vaccines work at in the uh, first variation on the, on the original uh, COVID. So there's still some questions, and Florida happens to have the largest concentration of the UK variant. It's become the dominant strain here. So, you know, it's a, it's a concern. And it could become the dominant strain across the country. It's certainly possible. So the context that was missing was there was a discussion about how do we protect the most people and make sure that we stop the spread from going throughout the United States. Florida is warm this time of year. People love coming here. They take their winter breaks, they take their spring breaks, and they come here. And so it's important to understand that people are just coming here and doing whatever they want to do. And especially when it comes to spring break, and in general, college students, hey, I was a college student once, I know how it goes. Um, you know, you go off and you're just enjoying yourself and you don't necessarily take all the precautions and the personal responsibility. You're just there to have fun, have a good time, maybe have a hookup and party with other people. And there's a concern that you would come to Florida, you would congregate with other people, you might have a super spreader event of sorts, you know, at the beach or something or at a club. And then you're going to leave and go back and you're going to take that virus with you to somewhere else. So that's the context. That's what you're trying to avoid happening. How can you do that? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And there was a couple of pieces of discussion that were going on that um, were going to try and help figure out what they could do. And I don't know what the answer is. And I'm not saying the absolute answer is to ban travel to and from Florida because that just seems kind of ridiculous on the surface. But at least there's a discussion about how do you slow the spread. So it's important to understand the context. Now, you may be surprised to learn, probably not, that I actually read several of the Disney news sites, some of the blogs. I go through some of the message boards, and I just kind of parse through to see what's going on. It's just, you know, it's a way to kind of stay current. I watch some of the YouTube videos, too. Um, I just like to kind of stay current with what's going on, see if there's anything, any nuggets that I might have missed. It's, you know, I think it's a good way to kind of learn, especially since I can't go to the parks right now. Um, I think it kind of helps a little bit to understand what the uh, what's going on there. 
So a couple of the sites, a couple of these different blogs and whatever, they picked up um, the news that there was the potential for a travel ban. And the discussion, hmm, how do I put this? It went, it went a little silly sometimes. So I would break the comments up from general, the, the general fandom into three parts. And the first part are the people that said, okay, you know, you're talking about a pandemic. We need to figure out how to make this work. A travel ban to and from Florida may not be the right answer, but at least there's a discussion. Basically my point. Okay, that's, you know, that's a reasonable discussion point. That's, so that'd be the first group. I'm okay with that. The second group made it more personal. I have a vacation plan and how's this going to affect my vacation plans and making it somewhat selfish. Look, I don't mean to be rude or anything. I'd love to go to Disney too. I'd love to have a vacation. I haven't had one in a year either, just like everyone else. So it would be nice to take a vacation. But I also know that for the greater good, I shouldn't be taking a vacation. I shouldn't be going to Disney World. I shouldn't be doing a lot of things. I should be staying home, going shopping, and going out when I need to. That's it. So when you make it selfishly about you, I got a problem with it. Look, you, I'm not trying to pick on anyone. I'm not trying to say anything bad about anybody. You may get annoyed with me for saying this, but look, I'm just trying to help the greater good here. And so we need to be careful and be smart about how we get out there and just be reasonable. So I have a problem with, you know, that sort of that selfishness of it all. You know, it's gonna, how's it gonna affect me personally? Well, you know what, it affects all of us. And if you're, you become, you know, you wind up spreading it somewhere else or spreading more virus or some other mutation happens, that just makes it worse. Why can't we just get this under control? There is a light at the end of the tunnel with this vaccine. It's still sort of dim and it's in the distance, but it's there. And, you know, the other part to it is, you know, you're still looking at it as it's way in the distance for the worldwide population. We happen to live in a great first world nation that can actually provide vaccine in large quantities to many people so that maybe by summer enough people could be vaccinated where in the United States we could have the herd immunity. But that doesn't mean worldwide that there's not more people who couldn't be impacted. And it doesn't mean that they couldn't bring it back to our shores. Hey, same kind of a thing, right? About Florida not traveling. We're talking about, you know, may have to say we can't bring in international travel or we can't allow for international travel and those kinds of things. So it becomes much bigger. And then there will still be some people whom, who, who, for whom exceptions are made. And, you know, this, it's the possibility that there could be um, other spreading events, you know, or some other mutation that we're not aware of at this point. So we have to be, you know, be smart about this and realize that it's still a ways off before we actually get to a point where we're enough people are vaccinated worldwide that we've got the uh, pandemic under control. And then in my third group, and this is the group that kind of made me humbled and thinking about where we are as a society. It's that group that says, hey, you can't take away my freedoms. I have the right to travel and do whatever I want. And, you know, you can't stop me. Okay, you know, it's, a, it's, it's one of those things where I have to look at it and go, it's, it's not quite the selfishness, it's, it's a different sort of thing, right? It's, it becomes something else about, um, you know, wanting to be able to do whatever you want to do. And I agree, and they go, I'll take care of myself. I don't worry about, you know, I don't worry about it. I'll, I'll be fine. You know, I'll take the risk. But it's not about your risk, it's about everyone's risk. That's the problem. I think that's what gets missed in here, is that it, it's bigger than just that, right? It's bigger than just the one person or the individual saying that. So, you know, I can accept other people's point of view. You know, if you want to think that, you can think that. But I have a problem with it when it becomes this discussion that becomes more and more, I'll use the word rude, you know, where people start, you know, leveling things at each other and, you know, th throwing barbs at each other. And it's not just, 
it's not just a ha-ha, that's funny, you know, I, I made a jab at him and it's kind of funny. This became a little more personal in a way. And people were like throwing things at each other. You know, and the moderators did a good job of cleaning it up, but you still saw it, right? You still saw it come out and people saying unpleasant things toward each other. We're all working toward a common goal here of trying to get rid of this virus and move on with our lives. And we can't get there at this moment. And we've got to find a way to get there. And it's just uh, so frustrating. So I'm just, you know, I'm at that point where I'm just frustrated because, you know, people think of Disney as sort of that place they can go to get away from it all. And they want to go and they want to enjoy themselves. Hey, I do too. I'm with you. But we need to wait a little longer. We can't get there yet. Um, it's not, it's still not time. We've still got a ways to go. And, you know, if they want to, if they want to come up with a way to try and reduce travel. You know, supposing they put together a plan where they just say, hey, let's um, let's have everyone have that's going to travel out of state, whether it's to or from Florida, um, have them uh, take a test, at, you know, take the, the, um, the um, COVID test. And if it comes back negative, they're welcome to travel. You know, that's a starting point, right? You need a starting point. You need something um, rather than just banning it outright. Maybe you come up with some means of doing that. And again, it may not be the only answer. It may not be the answer, but it's just you got to start thinking about ways we can make this make this work, so that we can um, propagate the virus the least and get people going back more to more normalcy and starting to return to your lives. You know, it's going to be a while before we get there one hundred percent, but we're starting to work there. You know, and it just it's going to take time. And I'm troubled by you know um, Disney just taking the stance, hey, we're happy to be open and we're going to you know we court capacity is at forty percent and whatever. And we're going to continue our mask mandates and our uh, social distancing through the rest of this year. Good that they have a stance on it. Still troubled by the fact that they're open at all. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I do get it. But it's just kind of one of those weird things. So that's it. You know, that's kind of my, my take. So while all this kind of plays out, while people argue with each other, while people get unpleasant, I'd rather just take a break and just step away for a while and let people be people. And eventually we'll come up with something else and I'll be back to give more podcast stuff. I'll be able to talk again and uh, talk about more things, I'm sure. But for the mean, in the meantime, I'm going to step away for a little bit again. Don't know for how long, but until I feel right again and things are better. So I'm just going to take that break. Now, before I leave, I just wanted to share with you sort of that one little spark sort of moment. I um, heard Dan Levy. He's the uh, guy who was, um, played David on Schitt's Creek. Great show, by the way, if you've never seen it. And um, he was, uh, he's really funny. And uh, Dan Levy's an interesting guy. And he won a, a humanitarian award last year that he wasn't able to receive because of the pandemic. They never had the ceremony, but I guess, you know, he got the award and whatever. But he was on Kelly Clarkson's, Kelly Clarkson's show about one year ago. And um, she talked to him about it. And I just thought this was kind of a sweet moment. And I just wanted to share it as sort of my one little spark. A lot of tears. Also, you're yeah. an awesome human, not just an awesome everything else, actor, director, all those things. Mm. You're getting a Human Rights Award, right? Yeah. A Human Rights Campaign Award. Human Rights Campaign. How cool is that? Thanks. It's really cool. That's I mean, awesome. You're using your spotlight for something awesome. You're like a superhero. Well, I feel like we all have these sort of opportunities and windows mm. to, to make some good out of ourselves and out of the world. We so should. So why would we not well, take advantage of that? Some don't. Some do not. Some no. do not. Um, I'm very proud and, and very honored to, to receive it. And, you know, ultimately, it, it's a wonderful sort of gift to have at the end of this show that's meant so much to me. So mm -hmm. the fact that it means something to other people is just a wonderful thing. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. You're so Good. awesome. And that is my podcast, well, for now. I hope you've enjoyed it. And remember, if we can dream it, we can certainly do it. Bye now.
Thank you for tuning in to the Disney View Podcast. We hope you had a pleasant stay and arrive home safely. Please remain seated until your ride vehicle stops completely. Then, gather your personal belongings and step out onto the moving platform. And yes, I know it went by so quickly, but don't worry. One of the nice things about traveling on this podcast is that the journey is just beginning. Show notes are available on DisneyWorldPodcast.net. While there, please check out some of our affiliates. You'll also find links to Dave's iPhone and iPad apps. There's an app for pin trading, one for finding hidden Mickeys, and an app for finding and tracking pressed pennies around the Walt Disney World Resort. And you never know just what Dave is working on next. If you have questions, feel free to drop Dave an email at davesdisneyview at gmail.com. Original music you're hearing in this podcast is Oslo Doom by Gilberto Gil. Of course, this is a fan podcast and in no way affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. 